thanks for having me, everybody. So I'm Jesse Golden Cross, one of the co-founders of Avagachi, one of the summoners of Avagachi and co-founders of Pixelcraft Studios. And Pixelcraft Studios is uh, the core dev team behind the kind of Avagachi core product. And then when we when we launched that about a year ago, almost exactly a year to the day, we um, we launched it with a bonding curve through a kind of Dico model, which is kind of like a really cool um, fair distribution Kickstarter that basically leads with a DAO. So we were able to start with Avagachi DAO on this bonding curve, where it's a it's a simple trading pair on Ethereum mainnet at avagachi.com slash curve. You can check it out. And it basically is DAI tokens um, being, going into the bonding curve and then the bonding curve minting uh, GHST tokens and uh, distributing them to the person that, that did the trade. So what we have is a very unique tokenomics model that's based on this um, bonding curve, uh, which has been audited and um, we launched using Aragon protocol. So it's an Aragon template for uh, various project templates they have. and um, it's actually one of the seldom used ones. We were told by the Aragon team that uh, it never really got the traction it should, but it's a, it's a fundraising model. And I can't believe that because it's been wonderful for um, everything we wanted to do, which was kind of bootstart, bootstrap this NFT project and, um, and do it in a way that was inclusive from the start and extremely transparent from the start. So you know, what we look at when we think about what Avagachi is, when we started it, it's kind of grown to be more than that. But our initial idea was let's have a playable NFT that harnesses the power of different DeFi protocols and really plays with the money Legos to create uh, something that kind of is an NFT that isn't um, underwhelming. I, I don't know for a better word, but there's so many PFP or I, I don't want to single out any particular type of of NFT project out there, but there's just so much you can do where the sum is greater than its parts if you put all these things together. And so what we've done with Avagachis are there are a few things. First and foremost, uh, the name Avagachi, it references two things we all know, right? So Ave in the sense that we reached out to the Ave team very early on and we said, hey, can we do um, something with your tokens, your your yield generating tokens like A-Link, AUSDT, all these different things that people uh, hold by interacting with the Aave platform and, and earn a nice return. And so what if we could stake those inside of an NFT? And that's kind of our unique background. Me and Coder Dan, my co-founder, we got started with an NFT project the year before called BullionX, which took, it was the first of its kind where you take a 721 NFT and you would you would harness value from elsewhere on the blockchain, other ERC-20s, by staking them inside of the NFT in order to mint it. And that project was called BullionX. It was the first of its kind to do that. So we looked around the space and said, what else could we do here? DeFi is coming into its own. It's maturing. And it would make much more sense to have this kind of NFT piggy bank that has these interest-generating elements like baked into it. And so if you want to bring an Avagachi to life, your first step is to get the, the correct Ave yield-generating token and stake it inside of your Avagachi. And um, so that's the core of it. It's kind of a, a piggy bank that, that gives you a better uh, return than any, any bank today ever could. And then, um, the, then it builds out from there with 
the playable aspect. We looked at the space and one of the most popular like subgenres of NFTs is the crypto pet. And so you think about crypto kitties and all the spin-offs and knockoffs of that. And we thought, well, those aren't really living up to their name very well as a crypto pet because a pet is something you have a relationship with. You kind of uh, care about it or you interact with it on the daily basis. But um, with crypto kitties, I take them out only if I'm like selling it on OpenSea or showing my friend maybe once in the blue moon. So it's not really a pet in that sense. And so that was the second question we were answering. And so with the Avagachi, it's 100% on-chain. Um, and that's important because you're able to do on-chain interactions with it. So we came up with this idea of dynamic metadata where you can pet your Avagachi. And if you pet your Avagachi uh, by logging into the dashboard, take, saying hello, saying good morning to your Avagachi and, and clicking the pet button, it'll actually execute an on-chain transaction and your kinship score will go up. And so you can do this once every 12 hours and raise your kinship score over time. And there's no ceiling. You can theoretically raise your kinship score as high as you can. And uh, so it's kind of proof of interaction, proof of attention to your Avagachi. If you, likewise, if you neglect it, it will actually fall. Now, not every 12 hours, but every 24 hours, if you completely don't, don't pay attention to it, it'll fall by one. And so that's that's kind of the idea of the Avagachi is you want to take care of it, interact with it, uh, stake some Ave tokens inside of it, build up your, your yield generating account. And then, of course, it's also got an XP component, like a, like a proper kind of RPG character. So if you're voting in our DAO, if you are uh, joining the Discord events and any kind of event that's sanctioned with it, you will be airdropped XP into your Avagachi and level up your Avagachi. And that's important because the more XP you get, the more you level up. If you level up every three times you level up, you get to nudge your personality traits of your Avagachi one direction or another. And that's that's another cool part of the game where it's a little bit slower. It's like a big ship turning around, but over a longer period of time, you can actually change your Avagachi's kind of nature like it has its brain size, it's it's different traits, it's aggression or it's really chilled out. It's on a bell curve. And so you can nudge it left or right. It doesn't mean just big number go up. You actually get to nudge your Avogachi one way or the other. And so it's really cool in that sense because you're, here, I'll drop in a picture of our dashboard so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it's really cool in the sense that it's like mimicking a real life organic person where some things can't change. In this case, it's the eye color and the eye, eye shape, the physical features. But the four intrinsic like personality traits, those can change slowly over enough uh, time. And you get to name it. All of this is uh, saved on chain. And um, so it's kind of the ultimate like DeFi, NFT, 100% on chain, including the visuals. Um, and that unlocks all sorts of possibilities for anybody to interact with it. And um, and do what they want to kind of uh, own the Avagachi in every sense. So it's not reliant on AWS or um, even IPFS and Cedars or anything like that. Instead, it's reliant on what you and uh, the chain can do together. So right now we have like a game jam going this week. And the game jam, we've got all these different teams participating. And with one, sound, uh, one contract call, they're able to basically pull all the SVG visual data and recreate all sorts of mini games around these Avagachi. And so that's pretty powerful because again, 
uh, you can start to see anything you want created around these. And it's, it's not like a top-down type approach to NFTs. It's more of a bottom-up approach where we're seeing a lot of different uh, dApps and mini games being built around the Avogachis. Uh, whether it be avogachistats.com, where you can see so many different um, Avogachi stats of our NFT marketplace, the the bazaar, or it's uh, the mini games we have. Like if you go to avogachi.com slash mini games, you're going to see about a half dozen different games that are completely made uh, by various members of the community. And um, the only way you get to play them is if you own an Avogachi. And we quite frequently host all sorts of tournaments and leaderboards to basically uh, earn XP or farm ghost token or any of the other things. And so I guess that brings it full circle to why we're here today. And, and, and it's probably more focused on the, the thing that ties everything in this system together, which is the GHST ghost token. And so we have uh, a really powerful token here that we're, we're super proud of. And I say that not lightly, but it, in a lot of ways, it's... Uh, unique in its own, for better or worse, uh, living and dying on the curve. And um, and also, it's the governance token of the DAO. So it's really unique in that sense that it can do a lot of different things. And uh, it, it grows quite organically with the user base and the, uh, the development of the project. So um, yeah, I guess that's a fair enough introduction. And then we can talk about specific parts that you guys want to go over. Um, I'll drop in one more picture here that uh, maybe people would appreciate, which is that there's there's um, NFTs inside the NFTs. So what you see there is the the Avogachi is a seven two one, but all the wearables, the different slots you can see there that are equipped items, those are ERC eleven fifty fives, semi fungible NFTs. And so um, we have we use the nine nine eight standard so that the NFT really is like a wallet. It holds balances of various ERC-20 tokens, technically can hold any ERC-20 token inside the Apagachi, and it can also equip all these different um, wearables, and it can hold different badges. So we have um, occasionally an Apagachi will earn a trophy or a badge that is put in its pocket, and those are usually programmed to be non-transferable, which is really cool because it means that your Apagachi is basically growing its reputation for the long term. I mean, these things are on-chain forever. And you're looking at, you know, did you LP for our partner project uniquely, a fractionalization of NFT project? If you LP'd for that, you got an LP badge uh, deposited on your Avogachi. If you participate in our rarity farming rewards uh, competition, um, if you placed anywhere on that leaderboard, you ended up getting airdropped ghost tokens, not to your wallet, but to your Avogachi itself. And so that's a really cool feature that we will take advantage of more and more in the future. Um, it's it's basically the Avogachi is, has its own checking account, its own balance, its own trophy case, and uh, it kind of does live independently from you and your wallet. It, it's, its own, it's its own bookkeeper in some sense. And so we had a lot of people comment after Rarity Farming They'd see their their Avogachi with this balance of rewards, and there's a withdraw button on the dashboard, and they say, "Well, I feel kind of guilty, like withdrawing from this." But it's true, like you 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 have this high kinship score with your Avogachi, and then it's working hard and it's working its way up the leaderboard, and then you're going to take your your ghost from your Avogachi. It's kind of sad. So a lot of people just uh, let their Avogachi grow a greater and greater 
balance. Uh, and maybe it'll spend it someday when we get to our actual virtual world, which is what Pixelcraft is hard building right now. We're a couple months away from the launch of our virtual world called the Gachiverse Realm. And this is going to be like a no joke kind of first of its kind DeFi RPG. And um, your kinship and all your all your XP is going to have a lot more meaning um, once it goes there. I mean, it already has a lot of meaning with the rarity farming leaderboards, but it's going to be a whole different, like, real-time game experience at that point. Yeah, wow, that's a very complex world, man. Like, it reminds me a lot of, uh, like, Tamagotchi. I don't know if you ever play that when you were little. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the like the complexity of the character. That's pretty cool. Um so in terms of like this like world that you're building, it's gonna be kind of like the central land. Can you talk a little bit more about what you're building on there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I, I know we do get the the uh, feedback that oh, it, it sounds complex, but when you really maybe because I, I I didn't present it well, but like it's actually pretty simple, like a Tamagotchi where you're you're petting an NFT and you know attending events and earning XP, and the rest of it is all just like sugar on top right it's like oh by the way it can hold a balance of tokens and uh that means there's also like a that unlocks a lot of utility but um for the virtual world um it's basically like a crypto voxels decentraland in some sense i mean if you're familiar with those you're going to own a parcel you're going to have the rights to build on that parcel but um it's we thought that's kind of like okay that's the the obvious use case of nfts in a virtual world but we're more of an NFTs DeFi project. And um, we just love like keeping ourselves engaged and never letting our, our ourselves get bored, right? So it's like, well, what else can we do here that would be worthwhile? And so we really took it upon ourselves to create a, a proper game that has some lore, that has competition, um, a little bit of destruction to balance out the creation. Because what we noticed with a lot of the first generation like crypto worlds, they are all about creating. They're basically the product market fit is an NFT art gallery. Um, it's it's basically a, a meetup spot. It's a place to build something. But a game by its nature needs to have a nemesis, a, a kind of uh, yin to the yang, so to speak. And so we really started looking into different game loops, game design, and bringing in um, people from the game industry. So Pixelcraft's up to 25, knocking on 30's door for full-time developers on the team. And a big chunk of that has been recent hires in the last three months to build out the virtual world. So I'll drop in a screenshot here of some early concept art, and and, uh, you can see for yourself kind of where we're going with this. This is very zoomed out, by the way, so the gachis look super small. but. yeah, the, the, this is what we're building out where you're going to be able to drop into this world with your Avagachi. And if you own a parcel, you don't just get to build on it. You don't just get to explore, but you um, you actually get to kind of like clash of clans. You'll get to put different installations on top of your parcel that have utility. So these are NFTs with utility that can be linked with your parcel. And um, the most obvious use case are things like harvesters and storage containers so you're going to be able to link up and harvest uh, various alchemica from your parcel we have a light paper out on this we published about a month and a half ago and what alchemica is uh, it's the it's the 
raw materials of the realm, the Gachiverse realm. And these raw materials you can you can craft as like recipes and you can craft further installations to enhance your farming and your your gameplay. And um so it's it's a bit of Clash of Clans, but it's real time um um a bit of melee combat. Um and that's where it comes in with the the arch nemesis of the Avagachi. And so the arch nemesis is properly called the liquidators. Uh, we are a DeFi NFT game after all. And the liquidators are these kind of robotic um, creatures with long tongues living up to their name. And um, I think it's going to go a long way to adoption. So liquidators we've envisioned as something that is one-time use as far as an NFT. Most NFTs are obsessed with their basic use case, which is scarcity, scarcity. We can prove scarcity. But with a liquidator, you can do that. You can use it once to enter the world. When you do the on-chain transaction to, to use your liquidator, you will basically burn it, and then it will enter into the world. And you've got one shot, one opportunity to explore the world almost like a 3D full-scale Pac-Man in the sense that you're going to be exploring the surface of the realm, running around hoping an Avagachi doesn't attack you, take you out, and you want to scoop up the Alchemica. And so what I mean is you can farm it from your parcel with an installation, or you can actually pick it up. Like you'll see bits and pieces of Alchemica on the surface of the world, and you can pick these up, put them in your bag, get back to the safe save point, and uh, download them to your wallet. And the thing is, all these Alchemica are ERC-20 tokens. So you're going to be slurping the Alchemica, and um, it's going to be four different um, tokens four different ERC-20 tokens and different combinations of these tokens in different amounts will be the recipes to build all sorts of installations and NFTs you need to um, to further your advancement in this, this Gachiverse realm. And so the cool thing is, is we can airdrop these liquidators to any community any um, or, or reward any action from any participant in the crypto economy to to earn these uh, Avagachi liquidators and then enter the world and play for having having a try, as opposed to an Avagachi, which right now I don't know the floor on Avagachis, but it's probably um, you know north of it's we just had Haunt too, but it's generally north of a few thousand dollars for a good Avagachi and in ghost token value, and so everything in the Avagachi economy runs on ghost token and. Um, this, what this liquidator will do is it gives you a chance to interact with the world, play the Avagachi game, get exposed to it, earn some Alchemica, um, all risk-free. No risk and, and very, very little friction. You're just, boom, you're in the game. And then hopefully you can uh, accumulate enough that you can get your own parcel of land or you can exchange it for um, an Avagachi and, and kind of get your your dream plot on the, uh, the realm, the Gachiverse realm. So, uh, wow. that's, that's, yeah, that's where it's going. We're hoping to have the first, we love to iterate things. So it's all open source. We'll probably launch it first on testnet. Uh, everything runs on polygon and we'll probably have that, um, out to play though, by, by December. That's the goal is to have the kind of first phase of the game explored, uh, and playable by the end of the year say Christmas of this year. It won't have liquidators yet. That'll definitely be Q1 of next year. But um, uh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, you guys are not not standing still. Um, no. Keeping pushing. 
you mentioned you mentioned ghost is is how everything you know runs or everything runs on ghost can you dive in a little bit more into um into code into ghost the uh tokenomics of ghost yeah absolutely so ghost is our um our governance token for the DAO, which by the way is an extremely active DAO. We've had, I think, 11 improvement proposals passed now um, and uh, tons of proposals that um, have been just like the activities off the charts. And we always blast through quorum when uh, they get past the signal uh, kind of level. So the second part of that is that the gotcha economy, the gotcha economy is also, um, wrapped up with ghost completely. So um, there's a couple places you use these. You use ghost to buy your Avagachi portals. Every Avagachi, every new Avagachi starts as a portal, which is kind of like it's egg or it's deck of cards and you open the pack and and then from there you can summon your Avagachi. So you need ghost to do that. You need ghost to prim- basically participate in any primary sale, whether it's new wearable items, uh, new consumable items, or the Avogachis themselves. And then you can also stake Ghost. And by staking it, um, you will earn something we call friends. Or friends, they're like loyalty points. And um, these are not an ERC-20. These are just point balances assigned to your wallet in the smart contract. And you can use these points for uh, one thing. You can cash them in for these raffle tickets. There's various raffle tickets. And one of the things we've been doing from the very beginning, or one of our earliest traditions, is using the Chainlink random generator, the Chainlink VRF. And um, we started battle testing that by doing these raffles. And so you, you basically can come in, you can stake Ghost, uh, accumulate enough friends points to get some raffle point raffle tickets, And then on the day of the raffle, you just enter those into the smart contract. It's just like real life. You're putting raffle tickets into a tumbler. And when the VRF is engaged, it's all automated. And within a matter of seconds to minutes, you you know if you won the rare exclusive NFT wearables or not. And um, so actually, we just had the second generation of Avogachis auctioned off this past weekend, which was a whole thing. It was amazing. And... And um, we set aside 20% of the second haunts um, total like amount, 3,000 of them. Those 3,000 portals are being raffled um, later this week or, or early next week. We're going to have a date here probably in a few hours. We're going to announce a date. And that is um, so another way to that ghost benefits everybody. It's like stake your ghost. It can be. Um, no impermanent loss, one-sided staking, where you just uh, stake your ghost and you earn one friend per ghost per day. Or we have a lot of different LP pools on Polygon that also uh, get the rewards. So if you're LPing on QuickSwap with some of our pools, uh, you actually get a bonus. You get more than one friend per day per ghost. You get you actually get a, a significant bonus over that. And um just today, we launched a new pool on SushiSwap. It currently does not support friends, but I think it will in the future. And so, um, yeah, Ghost is is kind of ubiquitous throughout the whole ecosystem. Um, when it comes to getting uh, realm parcels in the land sale, that's going to also be an auction using Ghost. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. In the beginning for governance, Ghost was the only voting power. It was just dictated by by Ghost. But then we realized so many of our 
so much of our ghost had been reinvested into the various NFTs that uh, I think it was our improvement proposal number five or six, we voted to um, uh, basically update the snapshot so that it recognized not just your ghost balance, but your Avagachi has voting power if you have Avagachis in your wallet and various wearables um, also have uh, like a ghost equivalent uh, voting power. So it's super cool. If you own ghost, gachis, and wearables, uh, your voting power uh, doesn't decrease by by giving up your ghost to get more gachis. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's really important. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. Like, uh, I don't know if you could like get friends locking it up in my, for example. Like, uh, or if you could even be used, like, do you get like a, a separate ERC-20 when you stake your ghost or how does that work? Yeah, a lot of times there'll be like a, like a receipt token. It would be a lot easier mm-hmm. if there's a receipt token omitted. And then we can use that to, um, to do like to stake that and, and prove it and get the reward. But um, technicals, I'm, usually more often than not, is very doable. And so I was actually thinking the same thing. I hope that we can do that. And um, the most recent improvement proposal that just passed um, was actually... Um, about doing a friends committee. So we're on that process, that roadmap to decentralize more and more. And so it's uh, we want to have more and more committees that handle specific parts of the Avogadro ecosystem. And the first one we're starting out with is the friends committee. So the friends committee will basically be uh, reallocating and rebalancing the different reward levels for these various uh, uh, places that you can earn friends. And so I hope that we can definitely do that. Um, we're just a few weeks away from implementing this committee, and probably the first thing they'll do is take a look at the the new sushi swap uh, pool that kind of surprised us too. It just happened today, and then if we get to do anything with with you guys or anybody else, then um, I'm sure the friends committee will be very happy to uh, support those efforts and and um, and enact it. I I know you guys had like written up that like uh, article on why ghost is a good collateral. I, for like the audience here, could you chat a little bit about why we, uh, why it makes a good collateral? Yeah, so one of the biggest parts is in this article here, we go through it on um, reason number two. We, we did a lot of number crunching on um, our effort to get listed on Aave, which is an ongoing process. And we learned uh, to ourselves uh, that the normalized volatility of Ghost is somewhere right around 5%. And um, usually you want, I mean, in general, you want low volatility for whatever's backing your your kind of lending program or something along those lines. And so the reason that Ghost has a lower volatility than your average cryptocurrency is because it's partially backed by DAI tokens. So as I mentioned before, you have this bonding curve and DAI is going into that bonding curve and it doesn't leave that bonding curve unless somebody brings Ghost back to it, you know, to to pull to abstract uh, that die out. And so what you end up with is a, a quasi stable coin in ghost. We always joke that it's a stable coin, but it's really not. It, it's uh, it was at a dollar a few months ago. Now it's a, a dollar 80 and last week it was $2 or something. So it has plenty of volatility, but still relative to other tokens, it is, I think, incentivized for more organic growth with the ecosystem. And that's been really positive for, um, the predictability of our NFT marketplace and the, the user base. And then it's also, uh, you know, generally in a positive direction. So it's it's nice to know that um, all of that being said, it's also backed by 
DAI stablecoins. So um, not 100%, but it's a significant portion is backed by DAI stablecoins. So you have collateral behind this um, this ERC-20. Right. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, like the use cases are so many. It definitely has like a lot of utility. Yeah, the utility side is is kind of as far as the eye can see if if uh, it's just up to the the market and and you know what we as pixelcraft can do and then also the community is building all sorts of amazing products around it so we'll see what comes out of this game jam uh this hackathon we're doing right now with with uh, polygon supporting that and uh, and actually ivan on tech is uh, his morales team is is uh backing that and so I think there's a lot that can, we're going to see more and more use cases for Ghost, but there's already, yeah, quite a few between the governance and the economy. I got some community members here asking about using uh, my alongside DAI, but uh, I imagine the bonding stuff is on Ethereum, right? Yeah, so almost everything has been migrated over to Polygon since March and um, February, March. Um, that's when we made the big migration and, and crossed the bridge. But the bonding curve itself exists on uh, Ethereum, right? Avogachi.com slash curve. Yeah. yeah. So like my, my is only on Polygon uh, and Solana now. So it wouldn't, wouldn't be there. But the majority of our liquidity by far is on Polygon. Yeah. yeah you guys have quite a bit of liquidity I was looking at. Yeah, I think. Uh, nice to have all that. Yeah, I'm dropping in the Polygon scan. I mean. It says 9,600 addresses hold Ghost, but that's just on Polygon side. When you put it all together, it's it's almost half and half. Um, it's listed on most of the major exchanges, and then it's um, I think it's around 17,000 addresses total holding uh, Ghost token. So it's pretty well distributed. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad amount. Mm-hmm. Be pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, um, so you guys have a couple of use cases for Ghost, I guess, on Polygon. Um, I would make somebody put it on my if they have all these other options. Sorry, what was that? So like, you know, there's like a, a lot of places where you can use your ghost within Polygon. I guess, um, how could we work to have people as well put it on my to uh, like borrow stable coins? Yeah, I think it's a, a very natural use case for ghost. And we would, I think, as a community, be thrilled. We've, we've definitely noticed uh, the rise of my. And uh, what you guys are doing is so innovative. And we're very, very keen to that. We have a very high IQ um, kind of core gachi gang that I think is probably more often than not ahead of me in what's, what else is happening in the Polygon space and in the wider crypto space. So uh, I've seen my come up multiple times in Cheetah and, and so I was really excited to connect with you guys. And um, I think we would make... You know, the user base would migrate over very quickly if they're not already here. So <laughs> uh, I'm just seeing some of the comments. High IQ and both sides of the bell curve. And I mean that in the best way. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, as far as use cases, you know, for borrowing too, like I think I know this isn't like a perfect shoe-in, but um, with the realm and those kind of parcels coming i i imagine a lot of people are going to want to do more lending with ghost to um to realize their 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 strategy whatever that may be with these various uh auctions and and uh kind of realm strategies for the 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 virtual world yeah absolutely also just real real quick question um why did y'all choose polygon 
over there yeah. in March. Yeah. So the the Polygon guys, um, I've kind of come to know them over the last couple of years. Um, they reached out as early as when I was working on BullionX. And so I knew they were serious about NFTs from a very, very early stage. They kind of recognized that NFTs would have a big uh, place on Polygon. And besides that, I mean, we looked at all the other options out there. Uh, we did a deep dive on competitors and, and did the analysis. And at the end of the day, it was just like, we needed the kind of DeFi compatibility and so some of the other options on the list got crossed off when we realized the likelihood of Ave someday coming over as well were like really, really low. And we wanted to be somewhere where we thought, well, at least in theory, Ave could also move there relatively easily and gotcha. there wouldn't be much friction. And uh, I, I guess we made the right call because Ave was about uh, three months behind us. So um, worked yeah, out. They, uh, they definitely made a splash here. Yeah, and just say it, say it like it was. Y'all were the reason why they came to Polygon. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. We we really did make that independently. Um, we for sure we talked to them and we consulted. Like, hey, we're probably gonna go this way. But um, I mean, I, I guess if it had ended in disaster, they maybe wouldn't have come over. But uh, but yeah, we definitely were independent in our our decision there. So, um, but we just looked at the writing on the wall. We were like. Ave mm-hmm. probably will come here. Like this makes sense. So yeah, yeah. Um, and with um, with all of these other uh, chains popping up, do y'all have any any plans for moving anywhere else, or really just focused on Polygon? Um, never say never. For now, we're just super focused on getting the uh, Gachiverse realm kind of built out, and then um, actually in about an hour from now, we're going to publish like the end of year roadmap, just like a like what we're doing for the next three months, which might be very interesting to everybody here. And it's all on Polygon. Like we'll, nice. we can always reassess oh. after that. And I think there's no doubt there's a bit of a multi-chain world that's uh, growing up and Polygon's part of that. And um, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'd love Avagachis to be everywhere, just like Tamagachis. So that's kind of the second half of the name is we don't want it to be a, a situation where it's like, we're obsessed with the scarcity and there's only 10,000 of them forever and that whole thing. But that's where the different generations come in. If you, you want the collectible haunt ones and haunt twos, you can do that. But I hope there's 10 haunts someday on five different chains. I wouldn't be upset. It, it, can you dive into a little bit about haunts? Yeah. So haunt is just our cute way of kind of saying generation. So it's mm-hmm. like there's the first generation. The metadata makes clear that you've got a, a first gen Avagachi. And... Um, the most important, the primary thing that the Avagachi DAO does, if nothing else, is they are tasked with controlling the supply of Avagachis. So everything I just said isn't true if the DAO decides it's not the case. Mm-hmm. And so um, they are what we they effectively create what we call um, supply by consensus. Or, yeah, supply by consensus. So they basically uh, had to vote to create a second haunt. And there was a lot of uh, activity in the DAO channels, the various forums, before that came to fruition. In fact, the first time we proposed a haunt to was maybe just two months after the first haunt. So the first haunt of 10,000 Avogachis dropped in March. And um, it was a very big success by most accounts, sold out in 60 seconds, height of NFTs, first big wave. And... You'd say it's a success, but actually we we did a lot of soul searching after that. We're pretty upset with ourselves because 
it we had a six month old community and the majority of them did not get an Avogadro, and that just uh, didn't make any sense. We're like, this makes no sense. Like, we definitely need to reexamine our NFT drop philosophy. And so we looked around at other solutions in the space and eventually settled on something we could get really excited about, which was a team called GBM. And these guys are out of France. They um, had only done one GBM auction before us, and that was last year uh, with a platform on Ethereum called Cryptographs, which do one-of-ones, really rare one-of-ones for charity. Really cool project. The twist on their auction is it's an English auction, except you if I bid 100 ghosts and you bid 150 ghosts, you outbid me, I get my committed capital back right away. My 100 ghosts comes back. But because you commit your capital in real time, uh, the smart contracts are able to immediately siphon off a bit of your larger bid to me. So I get paid to lose. And so that's what we mean by bid to earn is you actually get a gamified auction where people, I mean, it's so cool. Once you couple that with like a social layer, like Discord mm -hmm. going on in sync with that, so much fun. And we just had a weekend of that last week and it was absolutely insane. Three days of exploring 12,000 different Avogadro wearables and portals and, and trying to find the right deals and the, the undervalued ones. And it's all happening in real time. So um, I guess I, I mentioned that just to say that um, these haunts, uh, we'll probably use that model going forward. And we just had our second haunt using that GBM auction model. So uh, the, the first time we voted for a haunt too was after the upset of that first one. And so many people not having one, we thought, okay, we'll make more. And, and um, hopefully they go for a cheap enough price and everybody, you know, we lower the floor and everybody gets an Avogadro. But actually the Avogadro DAO looked at the pluses and minuses of that and where we are on our, our development roadmap and they voted it down. So what I love is our Avogadro DAO the DAO is not a rubber stamp. Like we as the dev team endorsed that haunt too, and it ended up not happening. And then here we are a few more months later, we're farther along on our roadmap. We've delivered a lot more of what was on that checklist. The community has grown. And now it was pretty much unanimous or closer to it where it was like, yeah, it's, it's time for haunt too now. Now's the yeah, right time. Yeah. And, and again, we're, we're back in this NFT uh, craze. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a great timing. Yeah, true. So, so we'll see. Haunt three, haunt four. I don't know when those happen, but it's up to the DAO, not up to uh, not up to us on the the core team. Perfect. Um, how do you like? How does one value an avo an avogachi? Well, there's so many ways to think about it. It kind of depends on how you want to play Avogadro. So mm -hmm. I think of it almost like an RPG where you can be the blacksmith or you can be the knight or the warrior. It's not quite as glamorous, but you can be, um, like if you're thinking about how to get involved, you could start by just staking Ghost and uh, farming these raffle tickets. And every so often somebody wins a super valuable NFT or even just a bunch of middle value NFTs simply for staking. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you get an Avogadro, the value of that is more about a couple of things. A, it's an NFT that works for you. So if you're, when I talk about rarity farming, what that is, is um, every time we have a haunt, 40% of that primary sale gets recycled back into a rewards pool that redistributes that money that just came in, goes right back to Avogadro owners. And so like this week, I think... Um, uh, let me check here. I've got the numbers. I, I want to say 3 million uh, ghost 
uh, are going back into the rewards pool. Yeah. So we were talking about, do we cap it and have multiple seasons or not? But every season lasts eight weeks. And over those eight weeks, we take four snapshots on chain and it measures um, Avogadro's across three main leaderboards. Your total rarity traits uh, score called BRS, your base rarity score. That includes all the wearables you equip, all of that. Then there's the kinship. Are you petting your Avogadro every day? If you are, you're climbing that leaderboard. You're going to get paid. And if your XP, if you're attending events and voting in the DAO, your XP is going up, you're going to get paid. So that's like, uh, there's value right there in your Avogadro and that it actually, it's proof of attention and you're, you're earning just for interacting with your Avogadro. Um, the next part of that would be that it's just cute, right? I saw somebody say that. I agree. It's like, it's still a collectible. So it's still historic. It's the first like 100% on-chain NFT that also is a wallet that can hold ERC-20s and other NFTs. That's quite powerful and unique by itself from a collectible standpoint. And then it's also access to uh, the Gachiverse realm and all these mini games. So if you want to play these mini games, oftentimes there's going to be rewards, XP. We've already airdropped a lot of XP to people that climb the various mini game leaderboards. And um, and also it's, it's like... Um, Kind of related, it is voting power for the DAO, but if you have an Avogadro, what we want in the realm, one of the cool things about our virtual world is it's actually going to be a place you can go to vote. If you vote with an Avogadro live in real time in our town square, then you're also going to farm XP and, and indirectly farm ghost tokens. So you're you're basically getting paid just for playing. It's It's definitely a play to earn model. That mm-hmm. is, uh, I like to think multifaceted. It's not like just do one thing over and over. It's like you can do this or you can do that. Or you can do all of them. And um, oh yeah, some gravy just dropped the treasury there. Um, the DAO is is getting pretty rich, and they're, the DAO will be able to. Uh, they, they've already voted one time to put the treasury to work. I suspect um, as our dashboards and, and committees uh, come online, we're going to see more and more um, putting that that balance to work. So yeah, our NFT marketplace is one of our best things because it every time there's a transaction there, uh, a percent goes to the DAO and a percent goes to Pixelcraft. So everybody stays really well funded, but also the, the incentives are very well aligned, I think, for long term. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, we've got a few other, few other questions here. Um, any plan to get wearables you can... Or any plan to get wearables that you can only get from staking on certain apps. Um, how do you partner with other um, other protocols in the ecosystem? Yeah, um, well, we've done a variety of partnerships, but um, we love to reciprocate to like partners we work with, especially when it's like a true partnership and there's really like good good things going on. Then what we've done in the past is these wearables raffles. And mm-hmm. so we've done four to date. We don't do them too often because they're exclusive wearables and we do have to be mindful of wearables inflation. So um, right now we have a little more flexibility because there's 12 to 15,000 new Avogadro's coming online. But in the in the past, like we, we held it to these four and each one would have uh, six different unique sets and you could only get them from winning the auction. You, they weren't for sale in the shop or via some auction. And so uh, for the most part, that's what we've done. And so like in theory, I would love to see a Cheetah Loudza set 
uh, as part of our next Friends Raffle and our Friends Wearable Raffle. We do want to do a fifth one in September. So we're kind of finalizing the the set, the roster for that, but uh, there's a little flexibility left. We have five or six and we, we want to have six awesome sets. And usually those are the perfect venue to kind of shine uh, a light on our, our various uh, collaborations. Um, the one exception might be this set, which um, I'll show here. This is an example. We One of the big NFT marketplaces on, on Polygon is uh, Venly. They just rebranded, uh, formerly known as Arcane Network. So they're kind of OGs. They have a large user base. And so we thought, okay, this is the first time we'll try selling some wearables outside of our own um, auctions and marketplaces. And so we did do this on one occasion. Like, so we're, we're pretty flexible to different ideas. And, um, you know, it, it, ironically, the way that ended up working out is we were the first ones to go with their new drop mechanism and we, we kind of crashed it. So, so uh, it, was, it ran pretty hot and we ended up like only selling like 20% of the items before the servers crashed. And then we ended up just incorporating the remaining biker set wearables into last weekend's um, raffle or sorry, auction. So, I mean, people wanted them. We just had trouble getting them distributed there for a minute. Yeah. They're pretty badass. <laughs> they're one of my favorite sets. Yeah. That's, that's pretty badass. So if we, I uh, think it'd be, yeah, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, it'd be need to have like a Dolce and Cavana or like Balenciaga. It's kind of yeah. like wearable. Yeah. We, yeah. we we have this thing where we throw chi into any word that we can. Um, and so, yes. That's awesome. That's like chi. us. We spell everything with two A's. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Um, I, know that, I know that you only have 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes left, and we'll probably want to give you some time to make your next call. Um, community, um, what other questions do you have? I'll read some questions. I'm just dropping in a screenshot I'm looking at here of my uh, Gachi pocket that I referenced earlier. So you can see some badges and different wearables. And uh, you'll notice a ghost balance there as well. So it's pretty oh, cool okay. how that works. So the, okay. the wearables are transferable, but those those badges will be with that Avogachi forever. Oh, nice. So if if just hypothetically, if we were to actually use and like say we have ghost as collateral, all that kind of stuff, like if we were to try and figure out how to use an Avagotchi as collateral, would that like could that be conceivable or would that work or how how would you see that working? Yeah, I mean one of the big things we've thought about with Avagotchis going forward is it's it's inevitable that we're gonna see NFTs as collateral for, for DeFi protocols and for lending. We'd love to be a part of that conversation. It's it's very natural in that we already are ahead of every other NFT in that it's a you have the speculative part of the the value of the NFT itself, but then you also can, you know, create different thresholds or like it must have X amount of a certain token deposited inside of the Avogachi. And the fact that it's wrapped in an Avogachi is like a bonus in and of itself. So you could totally do that. You could, uh, you could put all your Gachis in the, in the pawn shop, cookie thief. Uh, hey, thanks, so, thanks for calling I, us I the pawn shop. Yeah, I think he's talking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've had some. First, he should have spelled it with two A's: P A A W N. And uh, I think, yeah, we've talked about different lending mechanisms, like a pawn shop, inside of our own, like like a gachi lending program, something like that. 
But I think what we're talking about here with you guys would be a little bit, you know, that's very different. That's like proper collateral for a real loan is quite different. And then also the other part that we're very keen on figuring out and maybe we will, maybe we won't, but we're looking for a partner where we can really explore the other side of lending. So in DeFi right now, everything is collateral based, but back in like meat space, it's all two things. It's, it's collateral, but it's also a credit score. And Mm -hmm. so we'd love to see the reputation of Avogachi's we kind of find a, a standard or a format that actually makes sense. Like how long has the Avogadro been in this wallet and has it LP'd on our platform before these kind of things that could be like inputs to realize some sort of credit score and either get you a better rate or a slightly larger loan, some sort of benefit. And that would be very, very interesting to us. And, and uh, it's a little more complicated to figure out, which is why it doesn't really exist yet. But I think um, that's going to be very powerful uh, and probably happen either with us or with somebody else someday soon. So uh, it should happen. That's really cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Let me see. Is there, um, is there anything you wanted to share? Um, I know you shared a lot, but is there any like, like tidbit that you want to share before we, we round this out? Um, not too much other than we're just um, really making a push with the chain link price feeds that were just set up yeah. to to make this case for DeFi uh, potential for Ghost because it's really been there right in front of us the whole time, but we've just been so heads down and more the, the product side and, and the, the main platform. And, and now we're kind of finally creating a space to, to work on that front because between the collateral that backs the token, the bonding curve, and the wide array of utility, um, we just think it's it's kind of a uh, a no brainer. One of the things we saw recently was the the um, what's it called? Is that index for kind of all the Polygon tokens and and Ghost ended up um, getting a very fair share of that index kind of basket. And I think that they they kind of saw the light on that without us. I don't know who would, who started that initiative, but uh, we we're very happy to see that. And um, it was right around the time, I guess, our ears were ringing because we were kind of starting to have those conversations internally of we need to prioritize this. So, um, yeah, that's that's just, I mean, our that's where our heads are at in terms of uh, utility for uh, Ghost Token. And with these uh, the Realm coming up, the, the Gachiverse, we just see more and more cases where people are going to want to um, put their put their Ghost to work in more ways. Perfect. And so the, um, like you said, um, Ghost has a Chainlink Oracle, which means our next uh, chip uh, for collaterals will be coming out, um, was it today, Ben? Um, yeah, I think we're going to probably open up like the Discord channel, like uh, a little place for people to start talking about it, about, like yeah. different options. Uh, in terms of the chip, that's probably like this weekend we can release it. But yeah, Ghost will likely be. Yeah, out. Ghost will definitely be in there. Great. So we'll be able to vote for it. I guess we'll have to talk about like whether you know we want Stake to Ghost or Ghost, but we'll we'll save that yeah. for the. And, and if there's any follow up questions, or especially about like we talked about like the friends, like can we link friends rewards to this? All of that, like we just figure out the technicals and would love to support any of that. That's fantastic. You know, yeah, I, I want more friends. Yeah, Benjamin needs more friends. We we all need more friends. There's no downside, as long as they're true friends. <laughs> um, perfect. So, 
Uh, Jesse, I have a question that maybe some people in the audience may, might be ha having here. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, things going on in your ecosystem around, and uh, it's it could be kind of overwhelming for someone who approaches for the first time. So what will be your advice, the, the first step to to get into the um, Abegochi figure? Like what what will be the, the main, the, the first thing to do, like buy gas, uh, you know? Yeah, very, very good question. I, I think it comes down to what you enjoy doing, because first and foremost, it's a game. You should be having fun. So the good news is there's multiple ways to play. Um, I just dropped a screenshot of our NFT marketplace, the Bazaar. So you say, well, I can't afford an Avogadji. Well, then what you can do is you can check out the Bazaar and we have a bunch of filters. You can kind of get a read on the market if, if you enjoy like that kind of, you know, it feels like in the real world, like going to a, a thrift store or something and just like looking for good deals. There's a lot of activity there. And if, if you want to be kind of the, the baron of the Bazaar, so to speak, that's one role. You could start with wearables and work your way up from there. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in our community that can attest to that. And um, yeah, I saw somebody say it's overpriced. If the Avogadji is too expensive, check out the common wearables, move your way up to rares, then legendaries and so on. And, and you'd be surprised. Like it can be a lot of fun doing that and, and just working the market. Um, a more straightforward way would be getting ghost and just uh, going to avogadji.com. And there's a, a little Avogadji with a hard hat on the main page it says stake ghost. Go there, stake your ghost, start making those friends and exchanging those for uh, raffle tickets. And the cool thing is with the raffle tickets, you can actually have two ways to play that. Everybody's got a choice. You can keep your raffle tickets and wait for the raffle and, and hopefully you win something of, of value and, and hopefully you win it all. Uh, the other way is if you're producing enough, you could, every time you get a raffle, you can actually list the raffle t uh, for sale in the bazaar. So you can also sell your raffle tickets mm. and you actually end up with an APY on that, that oftentimes is better than way better than what people would expect. I mean, it ebbs and flows, but um, uh, that's definitely a good way to, to consider if you kind of want the bird in the hand, so to speak, you could, you could totally do that. And you basically compound it, right? You, you sell it for more ghost, you stake that ghost, you get another ticket faster. You, turn, you sell mm. that. It just keeps compounding. And then, um, awesome. and then I guess, uh, keep a lookout for these auctions. Cause like I described the bid to earn, I mean, we had people, once you know how to kind of play the game, it's like you get in early, you make a good bid, you get outbid. Now you have more ghosts, you bid again, you get outbid again. And then hopefully eventually you end up with the, the NFT of your dreams, but worst case you didn't get it. And you have a lot more ghosts than you had at the start. Oh, bearded is here. Bearded is a great example. This, this guy, he, <laughs> Ask him how to how to play the uh, the auction floor. He really knows how to. I mean, he had a great experience this weekend. So, a lot of success nice. stories. It's really hard to get burned in the. Uh, if you get burned in the everybody wins auction, then then there's something wrong. <laughs> like there's there's no losers. And um, and I'd say finally, like if if you can't do that, then just know that in um, in October we'll have the the realm auction, and so. That will be, I think, an exciting kind of new opportunity for a lot of new people who weren't looking at Avogadji before. They're going to come in and, and want to see more about the realm. And between now and then, we're going to have a lot of details to uh, share about the realm and kind of uh, bring more clarity to what it is and, and why why we're so excited about it. That's great. Fantastic. Well, 
I think it came up for the time to to share our, our pop. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in the in the text channel so everyone can follow the instructions and get the the pop. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Nacho. Thank you, Jesse, so much for for being here for uh, sharing everything about uh, Avagachi. Uh, we really do look forward to to working closely with y'all in this near future. Um, also for our community, uh, how can they how can they join the Avagachi uh, community? Yeah, the uh, the Twitter is always a, a great spot, but of course, here we are in Discord and the the Avagachi Discord. I'll I'll be happy to drop a invite link right now, and you're all definitely very very welcome to join us over there. So um, here we go. A lot of friendly people over there. And um, happy to answer questions and, and share content and ideas. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Jesse. Um, I know you have to hop on another call, so we'll let you get to that. Um, and then we'll follow up shortly. Great. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for having me and uh, really uh, excited about Cheetah and all, everything you guys are doing. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank you so much.